Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries um, here at the Global Office in Bentonville, Arkansas. Uh, we've been doing these podcasts to kind of touch on different topics that are pertinent to you guys out there, we hope, uh, talking about discipleship and abiding in Christ and how you use the journey, this tool that, that God's given us. Um, but also, we want to dive into different issues that, that you're facing. Um, and we're very open to, to different topics you might want to discuss. And so we've set up a, an email address called uh, podcastquestions at influencers.org that you can uh, email us if there's something you'd love to hear us uh, tackle uh, from the home office. So, so just uh, make note of that. Uh, I'm here with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you. And uh, today we're, gonna, we're just going to dive into this uh, fun topic of finances. And uh, we're not going to talk about as much about how our people out there should manage their finances, but we're just going to just talk about our approach to our view of stewardship, our view of, of finances. I want to, we, we feel a responsibility to you all just to let you know how we're funded and how our regions operate, just so you kind of know that, um, and, uh, and just how God's provided for this ministry in the last 16 years. So uh, those are a couple things we want to talk about. Um, we, uh, this isn't really a, a fundra- fundraising podcast, although we, uh, like any other ministry, we have to be funded, and, and it's a year-end, and some people are looking for a place to, to put, uh, make a year-end donation. So uh, we are open to that, of course, if mm-hmm. God puts that on your heart out there. And uh, some of you may have received a mailer where we're, uh, we're doing a matching fund uh, that we're – I'll talk about that at the end of the, of the podcast. But, but just starting in, uh, Rocky, let's just talk about uh, – of course, you didn't even know what you had at first, if this was going to really be – a what this ministry was going to become. So uh, and now you see what how it's grown to seven regions and all the things happening. So talk a little bit about when you first started realizing that you needed to form some sort of a maybe a theology about about fundraising or about how you handle mm. finance of this yeah. ministry. Yeah, and, and kind of where you've how that's evolved. And 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 I and I'll be glad to do that. But it's going to be a little different from maybe what some people understand or expect. Um, you see, I think uh, I think the whole aspect of of uh, stewardship is a part of discipleship, and I think if there's one thing that I maybe have not done a good job of teaching on, and that is how the live it out aspect of a disciple uh, should also include dis- the stewardship aspect of the disciple. Now, when I say stewardship, I know what you're thinking. I know what most people think, and they they're thinking, well, it's me giving to my church or given to ministry but it's more than that it's a stewardship of your life it's a stewardship of our spiritual gifts it's a stewardship of what God has invested in us you know it says that for those who much has been given much is required and Jesus taught on the stewardship of uh, many times about that and and, it was, and he was discussing about reinvestment. What's been invested to you, what's been entrusted to you, is reinvested into God's work. And so I believe stewardship is not just giving. 
uh, money. I think it is giving our, our life. I think it's giving those things that the Lord has given us. He's given us experiences. He's given us relationships. He's given us understanding. Um, he's given us a walk with him. And we should be a steward of sharing that walk with him. And that's what discipleship should be, is that we are not only being a disciple, we're making a disciple. So we're a stewardship of our time of life. Now, it was real easy for me to launch into to influencers and get it going because I really didn't need any financial help in it. I was a businessman. I owned my own business, and, and I basically paid my own way. Uh, and for a long time, I felt like, well, that'd be the way to do it. I would never have to ask anybody to support this ministry and all the other things. But, you know, I was incorrect in that. Because, you know, Paul said this in Philippians 4. He says, thank you for the gifts that you've given me. You followed me around. I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, by the way. You can look it up. But he said, it's not that I seek the gift, but I seek the profit that comes to your account. And so I was missing, I was missing a big deal when I was trying to be independent of needing anybody's help in ministering to others and even the founding of influencers. And so the first few years, even after we founded it, uh, I didn't even take a salary in it. I chose not to. And everything was poured into it. And as you know, the, all the books, revenues of the books, are go to support the ministry. And then the uh, revenues, the royalties from books that are in Egypt and in Brazil and various other places, we leave those revenues there to support missionaries and and never taking anything from it. So the point being is it's a, it's a pay-it-forward ministry, and the reason it's a pay-it-forward ministry is because it's about discipleship, and discipleship is stewardship. So you, I hope you see the connection I'm making here. Now, in 2004, even though the ministry had been already going for about three years, three or four years, um, and my personal ministry had been going for a couple of decades, um, we did form uh, influencers uh, as a 501c3. And I, would, I guess you would say that the organism began to have a semblance of organization. It had to, had to be legal. It had to be set up properly because of the due diligence and because of the integrity of it. And because there were growing expenses. And there were growing expenses because there was travel and there was publishing cost and and, and we had to hire some people to do some of the things that I couldn't do. So the bottom line is that then, then required us to now say to people, would you be willing to look at these financial needs and come and, and help us with them? And so the other thing about stewardship, especially for a nonprofit, is that we talk about other people's stewardship in supporting us, but do we really talk that much about our stewardship in spending. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a critical part of a ministry. And, um, and, and certainly, uh, I feel like that this is where we have really, uh, we have really been very serious in, in being good stewards of the resources that God's given us. And um, so we have, we're very low in staff numbers. We don't have heavy staff. Uh, we, we would say that, that we would regard our greatest leaders are those volunteers. 
and they're the ones that we are building this ministry toward helping them be equipped and to be able to share the message that God's given us. So we, we uh, have always historically, and Brian, I hope that the future holds that this ministry will always be uh, extreme stewards in the stewardship of God's money that he entrusts to us to use for this ministry's expression of the message and the support of its message as it goes out. And, uh, and so uh, I began to uh, kind of, I wouldn't say preach and teach it, but I began to model it early on uh, by saying that, look, I, I, have, uh, I have some income coming some, 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 from somewhere else. I, I don't really need it right now. And I, I, I didn't take any income because I felt like that it was more about building the ministry and God was supplying my needs. And then as the ministry grew, then I gave up my business and then I had to start with some. And then we had staff people like you that came on and those in uh, California. Uh, and uh, we've had travel expenses internationally and translation expenses. And we've just seen a growing ministry that has required us to, to then begin addressing something that I was probably reluctant in addressing, and that is just saying to people, hey, would you like to join us financially? Would you like to help us take this message forward? And um, I think that maybe I did not do a good job early on. Um, I didn't see the profit that came to their account. I think I might have even kept some people from being blessed because I was a little prideful. I had a, one of our board members that <laughs> I was, it was one of those weak moments that I was being transparent with him, and I said, you know, we're pouring into a lot of guys out here, and we got these financial needs, and they never even consider us. And what we're doing, they never never ask, never think that, that this ministry does have financial needs. And I was really kind of just, you know, complaining. I don't do that much, but I did then. He was a friend, and he's a professional. And he stopped me and said, hey, hold on, hold on a minute here. He said, are you telling me that, that you guys need to raise support for this ministry? He said, I didn't know. And I said, you didn't know? He said, no, I didn't know. He said, I'm really upset with you. Why have you not let these needs be known? We will start giving to this ministry tomorrow, and my wife will write the check because she will say that she has been the one that's benefited the most from it. So this man taught me that I was holding back a blessing because of my pride. And so I guess that we have to weigh that all the time. And that is, can we be good stewards of God's spending? Do, 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 we, do we really invest our lives uh, as thoroughly as, as we should in taking his message forward? And are we helping other people understand how they too can be a part of something big? And, and Brian's stewardship is, is a part of Part of something big in the disciples' life. You found that to be true, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, we could we could talk about our personal experience, and I, and and you know, no one wants to talk about themselves in that way. You know, if you're yeah. a generous person, but I but I can say this about you, Rocky, that you model it, uh, and I've watched you and and how generous you are, and even just you know, donating all the proceeds of the books all these years. And I mean, all you care about is is 
helping other people, you know, and, and giving away what, what's been given to you, including the message. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about how we, we went and consulted with uh, that guy uh, from Seattle or in the Washington area, Scott Rodin, a really, really good guy. And he's written a lot of books and consulted with a lot of nonprofits, just helping them understand how to how to raise resources for their ministry and how to how to train their their constituents in proper biblical stewardship and things yeah. like that. And, uh, you know, one thing he said is that every nonprofit should develop a develop. Uh, he called it a development theology. Like, what do you believe the Bible says about giving and those kind of things. And so I just want to talk about, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Moses example that, that I always share mm-hmm. in a minute. Uh, yeah. But before that, what do you think, Rocky, the Bible says about giving and, you know, and tithing? And uh, give me, give a, I know we're not going to dive into a deep theological discussion, but give me a couple things that you think the Bible tells us about giving. Well, let me ask you this. Can I change it and say what does the Bible say about being generous? Sure. Because I think that it's it's not the amount you give, it's not even uh, who you give to as much as is the heart of your gift. I think about the widow, I mean the, the old lady, I guess she's a widow, the widow's pence is what they call it, and it's a story about this woman that had just a couple of cents and she was uh, making her way to the to the place where they donated the money and Jesus was sitting over there with his disciples and he was watching her. Now just think about that. Why would he be watching this little old lady with just a few cents that was probably even embarrassed to put it in the plate compared to some of those people that were shaking the gold and everything else to make sure everybody can see what I'm doing here. And he, and he recorded what she did that we're reading about over 2,000 years later because he valued her heart. And he said, boy, she's, she's got it. Hmm. One, the fact she gave two pennies is <laughs> the fact that she gave because it came from her heart. She even gave out of her need, but uh, every time I think that we give out of our need, God replenishes our need far greater. And I think that's a dynamic. I think that that's one of the theological points that, that is made about God's giving. He says that try me, test me, see if I will not pour out on you a blessing far greater than, than you've given. And um, and, you know, we don't do that to get. We do that because we've got. Mm-hmm. We do that because we've got a richness and a generosity in our heart that this God of grace has given us. And he's freed us up from the, the worry and the concern that we won't have enough because he it always makes us have enough. And it gives us the, the hilarity of giving. You know, the scripture that says that let each one do as his own, in his own heart, not, not grudgingly. Uh, not under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And that's what God's going for. He wants us to be hilarious in our giving. He wants us to really support what we're giving. He wants us to invest in the kingdom of God and what we really love, because we're invited there to do it. We're invited to join him and see a great work. Now, you see why I tie it to discipleship, don't you? because it allows him the opportunity to prove himself to us. And it allows him the opportunity to meet our point of need and even when we will trust him and give away that which we need, he will come back and give to us many times over. Hmm. That's the theology of it. Now the truth is, is I have experienced that. 
I could give you some amazing stories of that. I don't know if we probably want to get into that. You might have some other questions. But. Well, um, one thing that uh, Scott Roy did talks about, and this was a breakthrough for the guy that was traveling with me to this uh, to hear this consultation, but he talked about one kingdom mm -hmm. that we tend to think. There's this one kingdom, which is all of our resources that we've built up through our careers and our savings and all that and our checking account. And then there's this kingdom over here, which is God's kingdom. And then that God's just trying to get us to transfer some money from one kingdom to another kingdom. Mm -hmm. and, and then the, the, Scott Rodin was saying, no, it's one. All of it's God's. Yeah. It's one kingdom. And he's let you be the steward over amount of resources or whatever you have. And, right. And that's it, you know. And this was a breakthrough for this this gentleman that was with me, right? And it just blew him away. And I think there's something really special about that. And what Scott Rodin's trying to help uh, people understand is there's a joy in giving, mm -hmm. like you said, a cheerful of giving. And and it's up to us to kind of train our people out there that hey, this is a blessing. It's a joy. It's not not a burden. This yeah. isn't a, you know because every time we start talking about finances, everyone starts getting squirmishy and yeah. oh, it's a fundraising thing or something like that. Shouldn't be that way. Well, yes, and I think it, 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 it gets that way a lot of time by, with organizations, and I'm praying that this one will never be that way. I think a lot of times organizations get behind the eight ball as far as their, their spending, and then they, have to, then they have to have a very unhealthy message all the time about supporting that ministry, support that ministry, give us this, give us that. And a lot of that giving wouldn't have to be depended on so greatly if they were better stewards. It's almost like uh, our country in it. I think we, maybe we could lower taxes if we didn't have so much spending, huh? <laughs> yeah, so that's right. It's, it's a little bit the same. And, it, and, and, and that applies to this ministry. And I've said it so much. You've heard me. We're not going to own buildings, I hope. We, we, don't, know, we don't own anything, and we really don't. Our offices are donated by generous uh, landlord. Uh, we have no debt. We've operated that way since the time this ministry was founded. We've established that we will go anywhere God wants us. We will trust him that he will supply it. Uh, but if we don't have it, we're not going to spend it. Mm. So there's always that dynamic, living by faith, but also being good steward. We don't want to borrow the money. We're not going to. Uh, and, you know, the other thing, Brian, I think this, is, this goes to say, you know, you've heard me say this before, and I really believe it, because I was on the ground floor of the development of influencers, and I was saying all along that I would feel right, in fact, I, I would, would like it that way, that, that we would build a ministry that is so dependent on God that if he pulled his hand away from us, we will fail and we will walk away because I don't want to be a part of anything the Lord's not favoring. Mm. And I don't want to prop it up because we've got skilled way of raising money. I just don't want to do that. I don't want to be the next CEO corporation that's figured out a way to raise up a bunch of money and look big. Yeah. I'd rather us not look big. I'd rather us just be a, a force that infiltrates lives and those lives infiltrate lives and people maybe not, they don't even know where it comes from because that's the organism of Jesus and the church. Hmm. Yes, just like a body that has to be fed and clothed to be alive, to stay alive. A ministry like ours has to be fed and clothed to be alive and stay alive. It's just a, a, the fact of life. But 
they're the right ways of doing things, and I think they're wrong ways. And I pray that as long as we do the right, do it right, then our King will favor us. And so far, the last 16 years, He has. <laughs> well, I, I mentioned the story of Moses, and I'll just uh, briefly just share it. And a lot of you out there will know the story, but. Uh, God gave Moses the vision of building the tabernacle, mm-hmm. and a very specific vision. I mean, down to the all the square footage, every the measurements of everything, the colors of everything. And uh, so he told Aaron and and said, "We got to do this. Here's the vision. Just go tell the people and tell them to bring what they have, what they can." Yeah. And they uh, they some of them brought materials and and some of them brought gold or whatever they had. Some of them brought their skills. Um, and I love it. A couple, two or three times in the passage, it says, "Those whose hearts were moved and were willing came and brought what they could." Yeah. So God touched their hearts, and they wanted to participate in this vision. They they caught the vision. They, their hearts were moved, and they wanted to support it. And it, if you know the story, Aaron came back to Moses and said, "Hey, we got a problem. We got more than we need. <laughs> <laughs> tell the people to stop. You know, we got to have to tell the people to stop giving. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wouldn't that be a great problem to have?" Well, yeah, but. <laughs> Again, I think it, it ties to the, the majesty of God's support of us. I heard years ago that uh, support follows ministry. So we pour into lives and we minister to them, and, and then God is going to stir in their hearts to faithfully help us carry it to the next person. Mm-hmm. Now, do we believe that? And are, are we willing to practice that? Uh, you have a situation with that story of Moses is that God showed his abundance because he stirred the hearts of the people. So it's God that stirs the hearts of the people. I don't think it's us. You know what I think we would do if we tried to stir the heart of the people? I think we would create what is called do not give grudgingly or under compulsion. We would create that, people that would give grudgingly, people that would do so because they just think they are having to do it but don't really have a heart to do it. And if they don't have a heart to do it, then they don't have the cheerfulness of heart which is what God wants. And honestly, I, again, I keep going back to this. I love the Moses, the passage that you talk about with Moses and the dynamics of that because it was basically, hey, let the people know the need. It was what they did. And that's the only thing you need to do in fundraising. Let them know there's a need. And, in my, and I think you have to tie to that that don't, don't make it a big need just because it makes it look big. Be real about your needs, and then try to control those needs. Don't try, don't try to be exorbitant in them, but let your needs be known. That's what Moses did, and then let the Lord deal with their hearts, and the Lord did, and then they brought abundance because the Lord stirred them. So that's what we want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Now it, it takes a lot of risk to do that. Um, and it, it means that if, if he doesn't, then we can't make it. But uh, I feel comfortable with letting it go down if it doesn't. Hmm. I do. Because I feel like he's, he's got something else planned. And I want to go where he's planning. I want to go where he's going next. But, Brian, I'll I, I tell you what I, I think, honestly. I think that we have something here that is so needed and is making such an impact, and it's so first century that I think it's something that he's been wanting to have for a long time. And if we can just keep it that way, keep it like he wants it to be, 
then I don't think we should ever worry about whether we will be able to keep the doors open. I think I think we will. Mm. Well, and you know, uh, a lot of people may not know my story, but uh, God called me to sell everything and, and leave Tulsa. Uh, it took about seven years of, of grinding and pruning and all that, but uh, but I wanted to join this vision. I felt I, I saw the vision. God's given us a vision to go make disciples. Yeah. Not you know all over the place, not just Northwest Arkansas, but all over the rest of the country. We have a map here in the global office. They can't see you, and I can see. And uh, there's a lot of places that are uncharted territory. Yeah. And I know because we've seen it over and over again. That, like you said, people are needing this mm-hmm. this process to help them find freedom in Christ and. And, and be set free after they start learning to abide and and he starts taking ownership of their lives and and that and they find abundant life so so I'm excited to see where God's going to take us and 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 I agree with you we we are living in personal abandonment and absolute trust and uh, so um, I will just say out there to, to all of you out there uh, we uh, we have a, a matching fund which we call MD2x and uh, we had a generous donor come up and say, he believed in this ministry. It changed his life so much. He wanted to put up some money and say, for, for if guys would donate, he'll match it uh, up to $200,000. And and it's really a special thing that, that happens. So all of you out there, I, I encourage you just to pray if, if Influencers has uh, touched your heart. Um, just like Moses told the people, we have a vision to go make disciples and take these journey groups all over the place. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost some money and some travel expenses and some staffing and, and all that. Uh, translations, uh, all sorts of things. But uh, if you feel like you'd like to help with that and be part of that, we'd, we, we would just ask you to, to consider making an offering to the, to the global office. So you can do that on our website, influencers.org. Uh, there's a donation tab, and there's also an MD2X uh, tab that you can take a look at. But uh, we just put that out there for you to get to pray about. Again, uh, we, uh, we're very proud of what God is doing in this ministry, and so we don't want to make the mistake like... Uh, Rocky said he made of not letting the needs be known, not not putting it out there to you guys. And every time we've had a need uh, for a, a video project, a translation project, you guys have stepped up and, and the money has come in in like two weeks or something like that. So, uh, You know, Brian, I've heard you say it twice, uh, like you're talking to guys. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, I think you might be talking to some gals as well. And That's right. these are women that have not only found the ministry of, of this pursuit of intimacy with Christ has come through the journey groups because we have a lot of those now. But a lot of these women are uh, recipients of what God has done for their husbands. And like Mark said about his wife, that my wife will write the check because she's the one that's benefited the the greatest on this. Uh, You might find that there will be some women that will say, yes, I want to join this because if if this ministry can help more marriages like it's helped ours and help uh, men find their identity in Christ and be the spiritual leaders not only in their homes but their businesses and their communities, hey, I'll write the check. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, yeah, we, uh, we were founded as a men's ministry, but, yeah, there's lots of women out there who've done the journey and uh, couples are, are using it now. And uh, on a future podcast, I really want to talk about kind of our expansion effort and the things we're seeing and new cities he's calling us into and kind of help everybody out there understand where the activity has yeah, been. That's and good. I, I, you know, we, I feel like you and I get a unique 
viewpoint of everything because we get to hear all the stories mm-hmm. from all over. But out, everyone out there, they don't really get to hear all that very right. often. So right. Uh, right. this I hope these podcasts can be a little window into what we're seeing yeah. out there. And so I uh, hope you guys are encouraged. Guy, when I say guys, I'll t- I mean that, you know, guys <laughs> and girls, you know. <laughs> so it's like someone from New York, hey, you guys, uh-huh. you know. So anyway, so. Anyway, well, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap up, and uh, I just want to thank you for your time today, and uh, and we we we're very open about any questions you have about our finances or the ministry. We're very open books about that, so you can easily uh, contact me or Rocky, and we'll be glad to talk to you about kind of some of the numbers and things that we're looking at as far as the the budget for this ministry. But but we appreciate all you out there, and appreciate you guys who are supporting your regional offices. By the way. Uh, they're all funded uh, by people who are from their region. Uh, None of the money comes here and gets funneled back to them. They raise their own support out in the regions. And uh, there's been a lot of generous donors that have helped our regional directors uh, keep leading the charge out there. So, uh, and we don't take a percentage of that or anything like that. So uh, anyway, thank you for all your support for those guys and for for this office if if you've donated to the global office. But anyway, this is the Influencers Network podcast. Um, And again, go to www.influencers.org to learn more about how to get into journey groups, which is our nine-month discipleship process, or or to support this ministry. Or or you can also send us questions you'd like us to address on future podcasts at podcastquestions at influencers.org. I'm Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. And I'm going to say the final thing is I'm just going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and to go make disciples. God bless you.